You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by Christadelphianvideo.org for Christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode. The Hell of the Bible. Hello and welcome to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by ChristadelphianVideo.org. Well, many people, whether Christian or, or, or not, believe in a hell. Where does the idea of the hell in popular culture come from? It's certainly not from the Bible and our speaker, Brother Alan Clark, will now take us through in this episode explain to us what hell or the hell of the Bible really is according to the Bible. Right, hello everyone. I want to talk to you about the hell of the Bible because there are many strange ideas going about in the world about hell. There are all sorts of ideas of hellfire and uh, eternal torment uh, for people screaming and all the rest of it. It's the idea generally is of pagan origins with the false worship of the world around us. Indeed, the dictionary definition of hell, one, uh, which is a very good one, the abode of the dead, Sheol or Hades, uh, and there's another one uh, that says the place of punishment for the wicked. So what is the Bible story about hell? Let's have a look at the hell of the Bible. In the Bible, you've got the Old Testament and the New Testament, and I want to start with the Old Testament. And I want to have a look at a passage in the Psalms, Psalm 16 and verse 10, because there we read of the word hell. Uh, verse 10 says, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. So that's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, as we shall see in a few minutes but it's talking about not leaving soul in hell. If we have a look at the whole passage, it's uh, really a great message regarding the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, uh, verse uh, 8, I have set the Lord always before me, unless because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved, Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So the words hell is used in relation to a message of hope. 
So the word translated hell there is the Hebrew word Sheol. Sheol is translated by three different words in the King James Version of the Old Testament, the grave, hell and pit. It means a hidden place. Um, if we go to Genesis chapter 23, you get the idea of it, although the word hell isn't used, or even the word Sheol, but it says in Genesis chapter 23, uh, Sarah has died and Abram is trying to buy a place uh, to bury her. Genesis chapter 23 and verse 4, he talks about the people uh, around Hebron. It says, I am a stranger and a sojourner with you. Give me a possession of a burying place with you that I may bury my dead out of my sight. So that's the idea that the soul, the uh, hell is the place where people are buried out of sight. And you can see uh, that the word grave is uh, the probably the better translation than hell. But the word hell is the translation used, as I say, in uh, a number of cases. In, indeed, uh, it's translated grave 31 times, hell 31 times, and uh, pit three times. If we go to uh, Genesis chapter 37, uh, we see there the, uh, the story of Jacob when he hears uh, that Joseph has been killed by a wild animal, uh, or so it seems. They bring to him his coat of many colours, um, was splattered with blood, uh, the blood of a, an animal that they've um, uh, that they have killed. And verse thirty-five says, "All his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him." But he refused to be comforted and he said, For I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. So uh, the word grave there is the translation of the Hebrew word Sheol, uh, the place of the unseen. That's where people bury dead bodies in the grave, or uh, in some places, the translation is hell. But if we go into the New Testament, uh, we see a translation of that passage in the Psalms uh, that we started with. In Acts chapter 2, uh, we have Peter speaking on the day of Pentecost and talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, and he quotes from Psalm 16, uh, the particular verse is verse 27, which says, Because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. The passage goes on, uh, it comes uh, from verse 25, for David speaketh concerning him, and that's the 
Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, in verse 22, uh, speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, who is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the ways of life, thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. So it's a, a message of hope there. In the New Testament, the word, the, well, the word translated hell is the word Hades. Um, and it's translated ten times hell, uh, and just once it's translated the grave. So it is uh, essentially uh, the grave that is mentioned, that is meant by uh, hell, but uh, in the New Testament it's translated more often as hell. Hades means the unseen place. If we go to the first letter to the Corinthians and chapter 15, we find there uh, that, uh, that we've got a chapter about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 55, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? And again, the word, the word grave is the translation of the word Hades. The Hades means the unseen place, uh, as we've said. And where is there the victory? Death seems to be the end of all hope. But no, um, the resurrection from the dead gives a message of hope. The idea of a soul being there, perhaps there are some erroneous ideas concerning the soul. Uh, a soul is not immortal. It can be, uh, it says in the Old Testament, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. So souls can die. They're not immortal souls. Uh, so it generally uh, means the, uh, a breathing thing. That's basically what the uh, word means. And it is the, the body that is put into the grave. The soul was not left in the grave. But there's another word uh, translated hell and in the New Testament. And I want to go there and go now to Matthew chapter 5 uh, because there... Uh, we read of something that's picked up and is most often associated with hell, and that's hell fire. Uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 22, or say verse 21, he says, You have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. I say unto you, verse 22, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whosoever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council. 
that whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Now the word translated hell there is the Greek word Gehenna, which comes from the Hebrew. Uh, the Hebrew is Gehinnom. It means the Valley of Hinnom. The Valley of Hinnom was the valley outside Jerusalem, to the south of Jerusalem generally, and a bit to the west, uh, where uh, the rubbish was thrown, and where uh, the uh, where fire was used to consume the rubbish uh, and get it out of the way. Sometimes the bodies of criminals were thrown there. In fact, if Jesus hadn't been put in the, uh, the tomb, of Joseph of Arimathea, then he might well have been thrown into Hinnom, uh, into the fire in Hinnom. And so uh, this idea is uh, of the fire of Gehenna is the fire of the valley of Hinnom which consumed the rubbish and the dead bodies. So the fire of Gehenna meant complete destruction uh, and that's the uh, the idea um, in when the phrase hellfire is used uh, it's, it means complete destruction indeed if we go to uh, the uh, book of Ecclesiastes uh, that tells us that the um, living know that they shall die but the dead verse uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 5 says well, the living know that they shall die but the dead know not anything neither have they any re more a reward for the memory of them is forgotten also their love and their hatred and their envy is now perished neither have they any more a portion forever under anything under the sun so the living know that they shall die, but the dead know not anything. Complete unconsciousness. Indeed, for the believers in the New Testament particularly, it talks about people who have died as being asleep. Unconscious sleep. Where they are in the grave, waiting to be raised from the dead. Let's just have a look at what that passage again in the uh, Acts of the Apostles and chapter 2 and see how it is a message of hope. That's the idea of hope that is brought about in the psalm. Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 25. Uh, For David speaks concerning him. And in verse uh, 22... We read, Ye men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. David speaketh, verse 25, concerning him. I foresaw the Lord always before my face, who is on my right hand, that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice, and my tongue was glad. No, moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. 
Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. And so Jesus was put to death and he was put in a tomb. And he was there for three days and three nights. Uh, but then God raised him from the dead. Now generally, when a person is put in the grave, the body starts to corrupt. Uh, indeed, in uh, John chapter 11, it talks the, uh, about somebody who's been dead four days, uh, a stinking, they've started to corrupt, they've started to disintegrate and start to smell. Um, but in this case it says, Thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine Holy One to see corruption. Jesus' body never even started corrupting, as uh, it does uh, immediately. Uh, we die, usually, but in this case, God preserved him. Because the place uh, of Hades, the, the, the hell of the Bible, is not the place of punishment of the wicked, it's the place of uh, where uh, human beings are put in the grave. It's just anybody. Oh, of course, every, all have sinned. It's uh, the death is the punishment for sin, but the Lord Jesus had never sinned. And so, when he was put in the grave, his body saw no corruption. And his body wasn't left in the grave. It was raised from the dead. So we've got that great hope. And so it goes on to say in verse 28, Thou shalt hast made me known, known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Jesus was raised from the dead and sits at the right hand of his Father, waiting in heaven, waiting to return to the earth to establish the kingdom of God that has been promised. The idea of souls being tormented eternally. There's a, a passage of the last verse of the prophecy of Isaiah uh, speaks of the uh, biblical description uh, of what happens uh, to the dead. The last verse of the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 66 and verse 24, They shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. So it's dead bodies that are thrown into the fire, and they are completely destroyed. Uh, for their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. There is complete destruction. Generally, the body just disintegrates and that is the end of it. But for those that are obedient to the call of the gospel, God will raise them from the dead as he rose the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we have a hope of life in the kingdom of God if only we will put our trust in him and obey the call of the gospel. So let us devote ourselves to the understanding of the call of the gospel in the Bible.
so that we may take that message of hope which is to be raised from the dead and to join with the Lord Jesus Christ in that kingdom that is going to be established upon the earth. What a joyful prospect there is for those that will obey the gospel. He that, he that hears the gospel and, is, and obeys will be given eternal life. Let us be obedient so that we may attain to that glorious future. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found the episode helpful. Don't forget, most of these episodes are also available as videos on our video channel, cdvideo.org. So head over and take a look. If you have any comments or questions or suggestions, please get in touch or leave us a voice message. We love to hear your feedback. You can email us at bt f at cdvideo.org If you enjoyed the episode, then please share it with others. Until next time, may God bless you in your studies and your walk towards God's kingdom. Amen.